enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here with Mark Phelan. Yes, I am here. Hello, Mark. How are you today? I am really well, thank you. How are you doing? Spectacular. <laughs> Good. It's this lovely day here in Southern California. It's like summer. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like 80 degrees. I'm sorry, you people in Buffalo. <laughs> it's pretty fabulous. We are definitely blessed, no question. We have no water. But other than that, <laughs> life is pretty good. We have no complaints. But speaking of complaints, there are many people who complain about their sex life. There's this new study I was reading about where they did a survey of 2,000 Americans. And out of these 2,000 Americans, it ends up that more than half of their relationships begin with a disappointing sexual experience. It begins that It way? begins that way, which is actually my experience professionally. Eh, I don't know about personally as much as professionally. I was going to say I'm personally, but eh, I do think it does take time sometimes to feel comfortable with somebody. And again, you know, we've talked before about some people really enjoying hooking up with strangers. There's no pressure. There's not as much anxiety or concern about how it all goes. So for some people, they find that to be more enjoyable. And for many other people, they find that it is more enjoyable when they feel closer to somebody, when they feel more comfortable. In the work that I do, it does seem that the majority of my clients feel better when they know someone a little bit better. And everybody's different. Uh, I would think that's the real definition of lust and love. Seems to me that the more you care about someone and it maybe lead to love, the deeper the emotions are, and that opens up a lot of doors to passion. Lust is lust. You get a couple of carnal teenagers just going batshit on each other. They could give a crap about tomorrow or 15 minutes from now, if a relationship, they're just rabid dogs. Yeah, and there's something enjoyable about that. It can feel really good. My position, and again, it's just my position. Missionary. I'm not- <laughs> I do like the missionary position. It is popular for a reason. It is a good one. But it really is that sex, while it can be great physically when there is that lust and you don't really have any feelings for somebody, when you love someone, especially yourself, I mean, even yourself, if you can love yourself, love your body, be able to just surrender to the moment. I do that every day. <laughs> there's do, Don't knock it, right? Now. Self-love, it's a very important thing. But even when you're having partner sex, when you can love your body and love yourself and be accepting of, of you and everything about you, you are going to be able to relax and open up, so to speak. But to surrender to the experience, it is going to be so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. If you're having sex and you are closed off emotionally, psychologically, physically, you're not going to have as good of an experience. So you love yourself. It's going to enhance the experience. And when you love someone else, 
even better. It can take it to a whole new level that I really believe most people or a lot of people, I'll say, have not yet experienced. Mm-hmm. It is one of those things that you don't know it until you know it. And when you start to really be able to feel comfortable in your own body and with somebody else's and to awaken all of your senses and be so fully present in there, it is mind-blowing. And that's what good sex is. You know, some people think that sex is overrated. And they have sex and they're like, okay, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. They ain't never had good sex now. I I think that's the case. Mm -hmm. I think so many people are having mediocre sex Mm -hmm. and even bad sex. And again, they don't know. They don't know exactly. What they don't know. I dated a woman who had been married, relationship broke up, and she was in a drought period like we all have. Some of us more than others. (laughs) But the idea is she was like, who cares? I didn't have anything then. Eh, I can go on. And all of a sudden, after a little bit of time with Big Ed... Her mind got blown because she realized, holy crap. You're just showing this, off now. Well, it's true. <laughs> Facts. The, the fact remains, kind of like you said, the quality of what she was having was mediocre. So she didn't mind not having it. All of a sudden, she experienced something that was, whoa, I never had this before. Now I would miss this. I want more of it. But that's the, that's the emotional component. I think older folks, doesn't have to be older, but older relationships. Some people say, how's your sex life? It doesn't have to mean intercourse. I think it's intimacy is more important. Just cuddling, holding hands, sharing that moment sitting on a couch. It's kind of like if you are used to eating at McDonald's, not that there's anything wrong with McDonald's. You know, there are people who enjoy it, but that's... Maybe there'll be a sponsor one day. (laughs) And that's what you enjoy eating. And you haven't been exposed to, we'll say, a higher quality food. And you're perfectly fine with that. But then once you experience what really good food tastes Mm -hmm. like, you know, you want to go back? No, probably not. But you have to go there and try something new. You have to know that there is something else that can exist. And once you enter that world, you have expanded your knowledge, your experiences, and therefore you are going to want more. And I want people to know that it is possible to improve your sex life. You don't have to go through life having no sex, mediocre sex, or bad sex. And there might be people who believe that sex isn't even important. And that's up to them. I'm not going to tell people what they should do or what's right or wrong. But I will tell you that when you are experiencing good sex, you are able to be vulnerable and intimate and connected to all of your body and someone else's, it's life-changing. You are open up to love in ways that you aren't otherwise. You are open up to all kinds of sensuality and joy and life experiences. It's something worth exploring if you are, listeners, in a relationship or not in a relationship Mm -hmm. where you are not experiencing or haven't experienced really wonderful sex. And I do think love is an important variable. Going back to this survey, we know that more than half the people said that the first experience wasn't so good. That's important because Mm -hmm. if you have sex with somebody for the first time and it's not so great, you don't want to just get rid of the person. We're clearly not compatible. Going back to that, we're not compatible. Sex is not good or they don't know what they're doing. 
understand that it can take some time before you can feel comfortable with one another. You can certainly have some conversations and let the person know the things that you enjoy as well. So that is really important. So back to loving yourself and loving your body. Over half of the respondents of the survey say they worry about how their body looks before sleeping with someone for the first time. And then almost half, just a little under half, said they felt anxious about being able to please a new partner. So these are things that we experience as human beings. We get insecure. We worry about things. And when we are worried about how our body looks, whether we're doing something right, whether we're going to come, whether we're not going to come, whether we're going to make our partner come, there's so many things to, to worry about. You're not going to have really great sex. So in this survey, which is done by the One Pole and Pure Romance people. One Pole? One Pole and Pure Romance survey. Uh, <laughs> I am One Pole. It, they say that what makes a bad sexual experience for women is lack of foreplay. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Going too fast. These two things are the biggest complaints I hear from women. The other thing is not reaching orgasm. Dirty sheets. I mean, I don't, can't imagine how many women actually said that. But I, I guess if you okay. went to a guy's house for the first time and he had dirty sheets, that would be a turn Guess off. what? Don't get in the freaking bed. <laughs> well, God, dirty sheets. Where but, are you going to go? On the floor? Well, no. You walk in and all of a sudden, if you notice there's dirty sheets, first of all, you say, honey, did you know we were coming back in that? Was there a possibility? And you didn't think to do a wash or even put new sheets down? I'm immediately lowered in my expectation. It works the same way. If a woman invited me back... I mean, if you're having sex with somebody for the first time, are you really thinking about the sheets? That's my point. A little distracted. <laughs> yeah. Or someone a little bit too compulsive, a little OCD action. Okay, what exactly are these? 400 counts? I really need to bang on 1,000 counts. It's got to be Egyptian. It's got to be cotton. Mm. See ya. Check, please. It's, it's hurried up. There's no foreplay. Now you know what happened. I mean, they could be filthy. We don't Ugh. know. We don't know what's going on. Now, here is one. The partner wants the woman to go down on them, but they won't reciprocate. They don't want to go downtown. I mean, that just sucks. No, it, it doesn't suck. <laughs> they want them to suck. And then what makes a bad sexual experience for men, according to the survey, guess what? They that, don't go downtown. It's the exact same thing. Exactly. These freaking chicks won't go downtown on me. It's the same thing that their partner doesn't reciprocate, lack of foreplay, not reaching orgasm, and of course, men worrying about their erections. Mm-hmm. If men are worrying about their erections or about coming too quickly, whatever they go into their head, yep. all of us, when we go into our head, it is going to negatively impact our sexual experience. This is where the idea of getting to know someone can have such validity and carry so much weight versus the tender crap where, guess what? We're going to hook up tonight. It's going to be casual. It's not, we're not going to be anything, but we're going to hook up. What happens if all of a sudden everyone has someone in their lives, someone in the world is a soulmate? That's the person. And you've basically swiped that initial couple of dates and getting to know each other so you can just hook up. All of a sudden, you have chemistry's going on, but you've already talked about it. You're just going to bang. And now you're driving home going, Son of a bitch, that was awesome. I can't wait to see her again. Oh, guess what? Yeah, you're out the door. Well, a, could there be a, a second date, a possibility of a relationship it developing? Dilutes, I'm going to say yes. so much. It can. I'm old school that way. There's nothing wrong with slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. But with Jack, what we're just talking about, the quality of what you're going to get 
And you talk about it, as we've said a billion times, communication, as you're so sipping wine, that. nippling on each other's ear. and You're you know, nippling on each other's ear? Nippling on each other's nipple. <laughs> and if your ear's in the middle of your chest, then you can nipple in the nipple. Anyway, you, you can talk about it. And, and it's almost like dirty, sexy talking. You know, I love, I love when this happens. Guess what? You just gave information. You got information. You go from there. Or a woman, if she wants to be that demonstrative, you say, my last boyfriend just never wanted to go down on me. And I love it. Hello. More information. Well, you get more information. And there's also something about the tease, exactly. about the anticipation, about, about desire. It's like being on the phone and someone's in another state. You can't just hop in a car and drive across town. You can't hop in an Uber. They're literally in New York. You're in L.A. I mean, you it can, can be have hot. the most hot conversation. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you can make Because we as desire what we can. don't have. Exactly. And so when you are just readily available at mm -hmm. the sure. first swipe. Exactly. Okay. I, you know, I guess it can be fun. The, the booty call thing can work in certain contexts as long as it's mutual. But you we're know. talking about... Great mm -hmm. sex. Up to the next level, absolutely. And I believe that great sex requires great intimacy mm -hmm. and vulnerability. And there are probably people who disagree with me, and that's okay. You get to make right. your decisions. Right. But as a professional, mm -hmm. I am saying to you, give it a try. And there are people who are very much in love with their partner. They've been with them maybe for a while, and they still don't know what it means to have really intimate, connected, vulnerable, mm -hmm. earth-shattering sex. Yep. It is one of those skills that takes time to acquire, and we first need to know that it exists. If we're not even aware that it exists. Again, if we don't know what we don't know, mm -hmm. we're going to keep eating at McDonald's. Bingo. It's the perfect metaphor. And guess what you're going to do? You keep eating at McDonald's and you why? Because it's cheap, it's easy, and you know what you're going to get. So as you roll in there... And you don't want to be that meal. No. No. <laughs> cheap and easy, and they know what they're going to get. Really? That you must be on the, the street corner saying, yeah, I'll get you. I'll buy you a pint of... Anyways, I did cut you off. And go on. I'll buy you a pint of malt liquor after I'm through. <laughs> right. But the idea that you're going to keep going back to McDonald's and keep going back to McDonald's because not only do you not know there's something better, so you think it's perfectly fine. Even if you think perfectly you have fine. a good sexual relationship, why not try and amp it up a little? Yeah. If you think you got a strong eight, go for a 10. If you think you got a three or four, you can vast improvement. And that's why we're talking about and this. And why not give it a shot? We want you to know that it is possible to have much better sex. And that is true for all of us. Even if you have great sex, even if you have amazing orgasms, you could have multiple mm -hmm. orgasms. If you're not having orgasms at all, but you're still enjoying it, you could enjoy it more and have an orgasm. If you're having sex that does not include some teasing and some anticipation and long, enjoyable, juicy foreplay, do that. If it's not very fun, if you're not laughing and playing, that's another area that you can expand it. Dress up, role play, talk about your fantasies. You can add eroticism. You could add connection. You could try different positions. Although most people think that changing the positions or adding new positions is the thing that's going to change their sex life. It it's, really isn't. It's still the same old uh, number one goes in number two. <laughs> 
<laughs> and sometimes. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, point yeah. A to point B. Better. That's usually the go-to. Yeah. People will get the Kama Sutra book or they'll get a book about different positions. Like, we need to spice up our sex life. Okay. What other positions okay. can we try? Stand on your head. Okay. <laughs> but here's the key point, too, is don't ever fall into the comparison game. If you are one of those lucky people at 18, 19, you meet a boyfriend, girlfriend, and it's fireworks every time. You just think, this is unbelievable. Relationship runs its course, it ends, and all of a sudden you meet somebody else and they're a little more docile, a little more tame, a little more shy, maybe not as, as outgoing. And you go, oh, man, this sucks. It was so much better with this person or that person. It doesn't mean it can't ever be with that person. Right. And you're not with that first person for a reason. Exactly. We need to so mention. you need, there again, communicating this was great, but why don't we try this, try that? See if you can then amp it up. And that's what this survey is basically mm-hmm. saying. More than half of the people who are surveyed, and I do think that it is generalizable, this particular study, that majority of people, or at least 50% of the people, the first time that they have sex with a new partner, it's not necessarily good. It could even be bad. Right. But again, people are nervous. They want to make a good impression. They want to be the good lover. They want to make sure that they are having orgasms or giving orgasms, or they're so concerned about how their body looks, they can't even relax and enjoy it. So all of those things are going on the first time. We don't know what the person's going to think of us. We're also looking at them in a new light. And it can create a lot of insecurity, a lot of anxiety. And when we are experiencing those things, Sex is not going to be that and good. In your, in your uh, professional and personal, if you'd like to add, experience, has it happened? Did you remember, oh, wow, that was like nothing. And before was awesome. What am I going to do now? Can I, I even want to see this person again? Do we fall into that trap? Because it's just, it's, it hasn't developed into any kind of emotional depth. I do see people who... I'm going to say even when I see them, they may have been together for years and they haven't had great sex mm. that learn how to have good sex. Now, when you see, see, I've always wanted to ask you this. When you see people who say they don't have good sex, are both parties saying that? Or is one person pretty much leading the way saying, I don't have good sex? It's usually one person who will broach the topic. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the other person will agree, but not always. Okay. It it really is a relative thing. It is possible for one person to be enjoying the sex. By the way, that's usually the man. Of course. <laughs> but not always, but usually. And the woman is not. Right. And that's because we're very different. And women can get bored a little easier, a little quicker. We need, mm-hmm. generally speaking, I know I'm speaking in mm-hmm. generalizations, but generally speaking, it is true where we can enjoy sex pretty easily at the beginning but it does take more as time goes on where men's joy of sex or enjoyment of sex can be more sustainable or we can, easier. We can always flash back no matter how old you are. You can just like, oh, tits, well, they're right in front of me. Well, let's go. So everyone can, every man can rewind to that teenage first time and yeah. that, that spark Not every man, lust. but many. Yeah, exactly. So it is important to know that it is sex is a skill. It truly is. We can continue. I will say that in my personal life, I, and again, it's just personally, I find that the longer I'm with somebody, the better that it gets in, in, in my comfort, in my solid relationships, it just gets better and better and better. Cause we talk more, we feel more comfortable. We expand our behaviors. We do different You're things. You're uninhibited 
in your intimacy versus that I'm a little shy. I gained five pounds. You don't worry about that after a while because you know, you found out the other person doesn't, first of all, they don't even notice. So it doesn't matter to them. What they care about is what they're, the person they're with versus, yeah, sure. You're not rock hard six pack, but guess what? Neither are you pal. Yeah, and There's it always, doesn't really matter. That's the really amazing matter. thing. I've heard these stories a hundred times. Well, you know, she gained some weight. And you're talking to a fat, bald, little turd-looking <laughs> dude going, well, what about you, man? What we can all find things to look at physically, personally, emotionally to criticize or feel bad about ourselves or other people. And that just doesn't do any good. When we're in a place of judgment, we're not living a very good life. When we can live in a place of acceptance and love for ourselves and others, life is much richer. That's true in all areas, but it certainly applies to sex. I think a lot of people ask me, because I'm a sex therapist, you must have great sex. Is sex much better for you? You must be so good, or it just must be so incredible. You teach people. And the reality is... And I've talked to other friends of mine who are sex therapists or who are in this field. The thing that makes our sex lives, we could say better if they're better, is because we're so comfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. That we just feel very confident and comfortable expressing our needs and listening to what the other persons are. It's really that. It's not that we have any special moves per se. It's my move. <laughs> it's like, I learned this move in grad school. It, it is just about the openness and the ability to feel free in our communication and comfortable with our bodies. And that's something that anybody can do. You don't have to be a sex expert mm-hmm. or a sex therapist to do that. But it's not necessarily an easy thing. It's something that we can acquire and learn over time. And that's something that I want people to know, and I want people to practice, and I want people to be able to experience in their own lives and in their own relationships. And share not only the the communication part, but sharing the information of what you do like, maybe what you don't care for. And then be open-minded enough when you get that same information back to want to apply it. You know, I'm really not crazy about when you use your tongue like that. Why? No one ever is. I don't know one else complained. What's the problem? Well, I would always tell people, and I do, don't tell people what you don't want because it doesn't give any information. So if you say, I don't like when you do that with your tongue, what is the person going to do with that? Instead, when you say, you know what I would really like? If you would, with your tongue, do this. Mm -hmm. And you could show them. You could show them on their body. You could show them on the palm of their hand while they're going down on you, let them know what you want, not what you don't want. Because it doesn't feel good to hear, don't do that, I don't like that. And it doesn't give them any information. So giving information about what you like is a gift. Everyone wants to know that. We really do. Now, if you're constantly saying, do this, do that, I like this, (laughs) I like that. Barking out orders. Yes, that can get old after a while. So it's always the dance, right? Learning how to communicate in a way that feels really good to both people. And Mm -hmm. then you can learn not only what your partner likes or them learning what you like, but also about your own body, trying new things. And when you are in the moment and open, you do discover new things. You can go deeper into your experience and pleasure, getting out of your head and in your body. It's important. And the people who say that sex is overrated or they don't really like sex or they don't really enjoy oral sex or fill in the blank of all the things they don't like, it's because they haven't had a good experience with it. 
go back to the food example, and I've probably said something like this before, but it's a good one. I don't like Chinese food because one time they had egg foo young and they didn't like it. So now they say, I don't like Chinese food. Right. I said, well, you haven't tried other Chinese food, good Chinese food. I'm pretty sure if you tried some other types of food or better quality, you would probably really enjoy Chinese food. Not all Chinese food, but you could enjoy it. But people are very quick to say they don't like something and not want to try something. They close off all possibilities. This is true, not just with sex, but, oh, sure. with, but with sex, it's especially true. Well, it also, you're, you're transposing the, the uh, desire you have versus what you like and don't like, but then it becomes that fine line of approval of you don't meet the grade. You're not good enough. So in other words, you don't like oral sex at all. Is it just with me or with anybody? And well, you haven't shown me anything different there again, like you said, well, now what do I do? Well, just what I'm not doing anymore then. Yeah. Then people will say, oh yeah, I'm bad at it. Or my partner doesn't, says they don't like it. And the doors start closing rapidly after that. And then it's like, I'm not going to try because you don't like anything. Yeah. And there's no way someone can know how to please you until you teach them. I mean, they might get lucky and they could do a few things. But if they're not doing the right things, the only way they're going to learn how to do it and the right things for you, it could be the right thing for someone else, but for you is for you to tell them, let them know. We've been talking about the whole, the, the workshops planning in Italy, and that's the perfect metaphor. If all of a sudden we just transported, you happen to be fluent, near fluent in Italian. You're familiar with the whole, not only the culture, but the language. If someone had no idea and all of a sudden you put them smack dab in the middle of Italy, then you still have to communicate. And how do you do that? Slow one words, pointing to things, uh, indicating what what a name would be or pick up a product or a piece of paper or something. And it is like learning is. a new language. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like a good so example. Exactly. So if you're willing to do that, the old thing of guys don't like to ask for directions, that can apply in sex too. <laughs> exactly. Guys never want to know because they want everybody to think they already know. Right. And I'll tell you, just off the bat, when you approach the world and or sex Mm -hmm. or anything that you do from this place of I know it all, you don't learn anything. You want to approach sex. You want to approach life. Anything from a learner's brain. When you come from a place of not knowing or a place of curiosity, you are going to learn a lot. You cannot learn anything if you claim to know. Right. And there's something I think very attractive about somebody who can say, I don't know. Right. And I want to know. And then you get to share that experience and learn that knowledge together. That is another bridge to a great relationship. I, I remember years ago, I was working as a bartender place, and this one guy knew everybody, knew everybody, everything. He's worked everybody. Finally, one of the owners came in and said, I've been talking to this guy, man. If he worked every place he said he worked, he'd be 150 years old because <laughs> he was so full of shit. Yeah. And he, he thought he was being, uh, look at me, I'm He's so just great. obnoxious. But everybody around him kept going, you're so full of shit, man. Yeah. Don't bullshit a bullshitter, and you're full of shit. Yeah, And so instead of building any rapport with anybody, it basically just stay away from him. It comes back to when we've talked before about dating, when you want to, when you're meeting somebody, you want to be the person who is asking questions at the end of that date. You want to know much more about that person than they know about you. Mm -hmm. And I've been to 
dinner parties and events where I have been with people and they know, I've been sitting with them throughout a whole meal or for quite a long time and they know nothing. I mean, nothing about me. They never ask. They right, just right. love talking about oh. all the places they've gone, all the things that they've done, all the accomplishments they've made. And it's just not very attractive. That The old joke of, uh, enough about me, but what do you think about me? <laughs> exactly. But unfortunately, that is the nature of, of manhood, too. We are, are victims of our own grandiose ideas and attitudes. There's, I just read an article about uh, a newscaster that I like very much. And she recently got married, and they said, well, what, what was it about this person? He listened. We went out two or three times, and he listened. He was involved. He was engaging, but he listened to what I was talking about. And it's that fine art of conversation. Yes, and sexually, it's not just about listening, but also being attuned, paying attention, paying attention to the way your partner is moving, the sounds that they're making, the way that they're breathing. When you are so present, so there, and you are attuned to what is happening with your partner, you will be a much better lover. Not only that, you will enjoy it more. So it's not trying to figure things out. It's not trying to use all of your moves or just focusing on your own pleasure. There is that connection, that intimacy, that attunement, again, takes sex to a whole nother level. So is sex overrated? No, it's actually underrated. And most people don't realize what is possible. I want you listeners to take away from this show, there is more. I don't care how good you are. Myself too, I'm always aware of the ability to grow and evolve sexually and otherwise. We're never done. And when we realize that, there's a lot to look forward to. So there's a lot here to think about. And for your action step this week, if you are not in a relationship and you're single, I want you to amp it up with your self-love. Have a wonderful lovemaking session with yourself. Focus on your breathing. Make sure you're relaxed. Awaken all of your senses. You know, light a candle. Turn on some music. Enjoy it. It's not just about, oh, I'm going to get off. Whether you're a man or a woman, really fully enjoy the experience. If you are in a relationship, find out what you can do. Maybe have a conversation with your partner about experiencing something different, something better. And it could be some trial and error. You can have fun in the process. It may not always turn out well, but you'll learn what not to do, and then you try something else. And when you have that open mind, there are many, many possibilities. Again, ones that you have never even thought about. So that's your action step. Do something to improve your sex life, whether it's with yourself or someone else. So I've decided that I was doing my gadget of the week, and I realized that's not always a gadget. Sometimes it's just a thing. There's I've recommended books. I've recommended apps. So I'm going to change Lori's gadget of the week to my favorite thing of the week. And this week, I'm going to talk about something that probably people know about, but it's something that I've had for a long time, my soda stream. I love my soda stream. So for those people who like soda or sparkling water, I don't drink soda. I drink soda for many, many, many years. But I do like bubbles in my water. And I used to buy Pellegrino and many, many years ago, Perrier, and whatever kind of sparkling water there is. But if you like sparkling water, the Soda Stream, you have it right in your house. It's incredible. It takes seconds. And you have 
sparkling water right there at your fingertips. You can make it as strong or as bubbly as you want. And if you're not into drinking water, it's a great way to drink more water. And it's also a great way to not drink drinks that are not so healthy for you. And now that summer's coming up and we're drinking hopefully more water, so important in our, not just our fitness, but also in our energy, our skin, it does everything. Water is a really important thing for us. So SodaStream is my, just happens to be a gadget, but it's my favorite thing. I find myself using it more and more and more. So if it's something that you've thought about, I highly recommend it. They have it at Bed Bath & Beyond. You can get it at Amazon. It's a little expensive. I think it's under $100, but it, you save so much money in the long run if you've been buying sparkling water. So that's my favorite thing of the week. Not necessarily sexy, but I'll tell you, when we're hydrated, we just function better. Ain't it the truth. <laughs> so that is it for this show. We always appreciate you listeners listening to us, and we will see you next week. Ciao, Bella. Bye. Bye.